Hello, Lehi, and welcome to another monthly podcast where we talk about all things that are relevant to Lehi. My name's Cameron. And I'm Melanie. And we're your hosts today. As always, we'll be starting off with Mayor Mark Johnson. And then today's special guest is our city recorder, Tisha Wilson. We will be talking about the upcoming elections. All right, so it is time for one of my favorite parts of the podcast, and it's that's the mayor message. What? what? Yeah, mayor, thanks for being with us. I am so happy to be here today. Right? It's so awesome. So today, I thought we could kind of talk about, because we were both at this event, we just had the grand opening on August 20th for the Lehigh Pedestrian Bridge. Yes, we did. And you and I were there. You were rocking the, you bike there, so you had your bike outfit on, which I thought was Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I got up early. We actually, I was there early because I didn't want to miss it. I was oh, yeah. so excited. Actually, I wanted to make sure I had the route, the route down to get there. So mm-hmm. yeah, got my daughter up. She wanted to ride up with me, got there. There were other bike, bike riders there. Yeah, there was, was a lot, a lot of, of bikers there. I was yeah. surprised. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So for people that don't know me or where are we talking about? Where's this pedestrian bridge? So this, this bridge is across the Timpanogos Highway where McDonald's is. Oh, yeah. McDonald's is a legitimate landmark. Yeah. Because everybody knows where <laughs> McDonald's are, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. It's uh, north to south across there. So it gives the ability to people to cross safely, Yeah, which okay. is important. Yeah. Uh, and this is what we call the historic rail trail. It that, connects there. That is correct. Okay. The one thing, so Andy and I kind of worked with them on planning this grand opening, and I was surprised how many different agencies worked on this. Like it wasn't just Lehigh. It was, who was all there? UTA. So UTA was there and UDOT. Mm-hmm. It was from federal money. There was a tiger grant that was mm-hmm. involved. Uh, Lehigh city, of course, yeah, was involved in the planning of this and, and involved in getting the money. So yeah, it happened. And so yeah. wonderful structure. Yeah. And the, the intent of this really is to make sure that people can get across Timpanogos highway safely because it's that road is, is very busy and uh, just more and more traffic we see on that road every day. And so you say that this is a long time coming. What are we talking? How long has this taken for this to happen? Well, I'd, I'd have to say since the improvements from Timpanogos Highway have happened, which I don't even want to venture a guess right <laughs> now when those improvements all occurred. You know, they, they yanked out the rail line that used to be there and, and it was easier to cross then. There was probably only like five lanes before. Now it's multi-lanes. And uh, it's really been kind of a barrier for people to get from the north side of the road to the south side or the other direction. So this makes it a lot easier. You know, we've heard there's still some connectivity issues that have to be addressed. And and I've already talked briefly with UDOT about that. They think we can deal with some of those. So, yeah, it's a nice addition to the city. I remember you saying when you, because you spoke at the event, and you were talking about how you used to, bike from work every day. So you have a personal knowledge of how important it is to have this bridge there. Actually, yes, I did. I I worked in an office down by the Jordan River, down by the golf course on Clubhouse Drive and used to bike from my house every every morning and come back, of course, at night. It'd take me about 17 minutes because I'd I'd time it about every day to get to work and I'd take the Southern Rail Trail. But then when I got to Timpanogos Highway, uh, particularly after the improvements started to be built, and uh, but there was still the DDI there, the interchange under the freeway. On a bike, I had to cross traffic and get out and go through that DDI, and that was very narrow. 
So I was writing with traffic and it was kind of scary. This takes care of that. Yeah. See, helpful all around personal yeah. experience. <laughs> yeah, no, this is great. And this is kind of part of the city's overall plan to make the city more walkable, more bikeable and have multiple different ways of transportation, not only by vehicle, but we've We've talked a little bit in the past about uh, public transportation, but this also gives you the option to walk or to bike to work if you have access to businesses in that area. Uh, but aside from that, Mayor, there's also other benefits like economic development type benefits and those types of things. Why was this investment so important for Lehigh City? Well, first of all, let me, you mentioned a little bit about the connectivity. And I would like to say, you know, it was, it was really nice because we actually had Mayor Walker from Draper. He rode his bike all the way down because he wanted to try the trail. We had Mayor Fulmer from uh, Vineyard and Mayor Acerson was there, of course, because he spoke. So they were kind of, you know, they were all there to see this improvement. They all recognize regionally how important this is. And the reason it is important is not just the connectivity. It There is an economic advantage there because the Silicon Slopes area, we have people that live both north and south, but yet they don't work on the same side of Timpanogos Highway that they live on. So this will allow that access. It'll get them out of their vehicles, and they'll be able to walk, by skateboard, whatever they want to do. They can get to work now. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's exciting for people that would like to do that without having to face the traffic in their vehicles. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That should help with traffic, which is nice because that's always a thing. So that's awesome that we have that now. Yep. Traffic is always a thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's a nice way to put it. It's a thing. <laughs> so uh, you mentioned the mayor from Draper was there and this tra this trail goes all the way up to Draper. Going south, what are we hoping to see with the rail trail going south and some of the other maybe trail projects in the city? So there is another bridge being installed just actually south of the location that we opened up the other day and it goes, it's the bridge that goes over Triumph Boulevard. Uh, we actually have that bridge. They're working on the embankments right now to install uh, that bridge. Once that connectivity is done, you'll be able to ride it all the way down to State Street in Lehigh. And uh, and eventually that will go from that location. It will go east along uh, State Street. But uh, yeah, this this is a good little connection. So after that, that next bridge gets in, you've you've got really good connectivity through town. Yeah, that's awesome. And, uh, you know, we know with the I-15 Tech Corridor project, they made some good uh, trailways to get from the east side to the west side of the, the freeway there. And so you could take this trail and then get over to where the Front Runner Station is. So, yeah, and that's, it's probably good to note that this connects, you know, the Murdoch Canal, uh, Canal Trail, the, the Rail Trail, and the Point of the Mountain Trail. They all converge in this area. So uh, once you're at this point, you can go, you can go all the way to the mouth of Provo Canyon. You can get down to the Jordan River, go north or south, follow that trail. And of course, take the uh, point of the mountain trail and go as far north as you want to as well, because that goes all the way through Draper. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a, that's a really cool uh, feature to have here in our city. So, yeah. And of course, we have to uh, give a shout out to all of our staff that have put in hours and hours of work, our engineering, our planning, even our, our streets and our public facilities, our, our parks crews that will be maintaining it. A lot of people went into the planning of this and, and preparation to make sure that this happened. Yes. You know, I, and of note, I mean, getting the Tiger Grant was no little feat. You know, they always require a lot of work. And congratulations to those who recognized that and did the work and got us some of our tax dollars back. 
into our community. Kind of like that. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's great. I am. Um, I will say on social media that we I think this is one of the most asked about. Like, I feel like normally when we have things come up, people are like, oh, yeah, but everyone was asking on when this was going to be open. So I think that the community is really excited about having this available. There's been a lot of posts on this. I mean, yeah. just didn't see any angry faces. I will, though, probably after this podcast, <laughs> somebody will want to post that. Yeah. But in reality, no, there was it's very well appreciated and was very well liked. Yeah. All right. Well, Mayor, thanks for being here with us and talking about this. It's fun. This is one of the fun things that you get to do as mayor is be there to see the culmination of all that hard work and to see the project come to fruition and that amenity opened. So, yeah. Yeah. So it, it is nice because often the things you do as a mayor or elected official anywhere is you put things in process, but all too frequently you don't see those things be accomplished. Right. And this is one of those cases where I got to do that. So. That's great. Absolutely. Well, thanks for your time today. Thanks, Thank you. All right. Now on to our featured segment with our special guest, our city recorder, Tisha Wilson. Hi. Tisha, (laughs) thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So we are super excited about this topic because who doesn't love elections? Right. And it only happens every two years in Lehigh City for us employees. So it's pretty exciting. Yeah. Yeah. We're pretty, we're pretty pumped about it. We love this time of year. So I know I'm stoked. (laughs) All right. So something different is happening this year with our elections. We are doing ranked choice voting. So can you tell us a little bit about what that means and how this will look different than other elections? Yeah, sure. So this year, our city council elected to do ranked choice voting, which means they did cancel the primary election. So we're just having the one general election in November. That does mean that we kind of have a longer list of candidates. We'll have nine city council candidates. Um, We only have two, though, that are running for mayor. So that election, the mayoral election, will look um, traditionally, as it always has. Um, And then the city council election will be uh, ranked choice voting. So you'll get to rank your favorite candidates in order, one through nine. You can rank as many candidates as you want to, or if you only want to rank a few, that's fine too. Your votes will still count. All right, cool. So it doesn't matter if, if you know your person is is candidate A and you want to vote for them, but uh, you don't care about the other candidates. You can only vote. You could choose to just vote for the one. Yes. Or you can go through A through yeah. whatever. So usually a person has, you know, more than one candidate that they like. And so you just kind of choose them or you rank them in order of your preference. So the most the one that you like the most and that you hope gets elected, you should do number one and then maybe your second favorite, number two, and then just as as long as you want to go. Okay. That's great. This is great for me. I love ranking people, putting them in their place. <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be fun. I think it, it should be pretty user-friendly, too, from a from a voter's perspective. I think they'll be able to understand how to fill out the ballot. And, of course, if anybody has any questions, they can always reach out to the city or Utah County. All right. Awesome. So how does this look different than a, a normal election? Obviously, we talked about the ranking, but you have to get a certain percentage to be able to win the election. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Um, a candidate has to get to 50%, has to win 50% of the vote before they are elected. And that usually doesn't happen in the very first round. So what they do is after the, they'll do one round and they'll add up all the votes. And then the person that has, if they don't have anyone that gets to 50%, then the person with the least amount of votes gets eliminated. And then the voter 
that voted for that person that was eliminated, it then goes to their second choice vote. And then that their votes get redistributed that way. And you just continue round after round until someone reaches 50%. Okay. Okay. So that's cool. So even though potentially maybe your first vote doesn't get in, your second vote could still get in instead of all um, or none type of a thing. Yeah. I mean, each vote, each vote will count for sure. Mm -hmm. You know, your first vote will always count. It's just, it's kind of nice to know that if you, if your person gets eliminated, then you can, then your second or third preference will count. So you kind of get more, more choices this yeah. way, I think. So there are some good benefits to ranked choice voting. It, it does shorten the campaign season. So rather than seeing signs out on the streets for six months, you know, hopefully you'll only see those for about two months. And then also it, it's supposed to make for a more civil campaign as well, because the uh, candidates are wanting to get your second, third, fourth choice vote. So even if, you know, they're not going to be your first choice, they're still trying to get trying to get your vote. That's interesting. I like that. So then instead of I'm trying to be like, well, it's one so I can say whatever I want. It's like, I better be a little civil to this person so I can at least get there. Right. Okay. That's nice. Yeah, that's that's the idea. So Good. we're, yeah, we're excited to try it. We had uh, two cities in Utah County tried it two years ago, mm -hmm. and they had a lot of success with it. The voters really liked it. And then this year, there are 23 cities in Utah that are trying it. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. That's awesome. So um, obviously, it's important to get to know these candidates so you know how to rank them. So where do we find information about our candidates? Sure. So it's on our website right now under election information. Um, you can also go to vote.utah.gov. We're also planning to have some open houses available. We, we don't have those dates yet, but once we confirm those dates, we'll post those on our website and on social media so people can actually come and meet the candidates and then I'm sure there's going to be other outside entities that hold debates for the candidates as well. So I'm sure that that will be posted on social media too. Yeah. So check uh, social media. We've got a lot that will be going on to help you get to know who those candidates are, because we want to make sure that you are informed going into this election. So yes. Oh, and also new this year for people to get to meet the candidates, we're going to post videos of the candidates on yes. our website too. So That'll be a great way for you to get to know them. If you don't have time to come to the open house, at least you'll be able to kind of see them and, and listen to some of their ideas. I was going to say that, but then I like didn't know if it was a secret because neither one of you did. And I was like, I'm filming those today. I know we're doing that. <laughs> we don't tell you what the I was are, like, uh... <laughs> if we want it to stay a secret, that's we don't, true. We don't like that, so. <laughs> I was trying to be good. <laughs> Okay, important dates, things that people need to remember. When do you need to register by? When are ballots going out? Yeah, so register. you can start registering anytime uh, you want. And what's really cool in Utah, too, is that just recently, within the last couple of years, the state's allowed same-day voter registration. So the election's on November 2nd. So if you completely forget to register to vote, you can show up to a vote center on election day and register to vote and cast your ballot there. So that's pretty exciting. Okay, so let's talk about some important dates. Uh, when do people need to register by? Where can they go to register? And that kind of information. Um, sure. So you can start to register today. Uh, go to vote.utah.gov to start your registration. Also, if you have moved since the last election, please also go to that website so you can update your address because we are doing mail-in voting again this year. So you'll want to make sure that your address is correct. And again, you can do that at vote.utah.gov. Um, you can also call the Utah County elections hotline. 
um, they can also update your address. And if you forget to register to vote, you can actually register on election day. Just go to a voting center. You can find those on Utah County's website and um, you can register that day, the day of the election and cast your ballot. That's awesome. So you talked about ballots being mailed out. When when are those going to be mailed out? Yes. So the ballots will go out October 12th. That's when the very first batch will go out. Um, so if you've registered before that date, then you should get a ballot in the mail. If you don't receive a ballot by probably around the 18th or 19th, then I would call um, either our city office or the Utah County Elections Office. And when do they need to be in? Do you just yeah? So if you so the election day is November second. So if you are returning your ballot by mail at the post office, then that needs to be postmarked by November first. So that Monday, November first, it needs to have a postmark date. But also, if you forget to put it in the mail, or you don't have to put it in the mail at all, you can actually just drop it in our drop box at City Hall. It's just right outside the City Administration Building. And so you can drop that off on election day up until 8 p.m. Isn't it next to the book drop? Yes. Yeah, so make sure you're putting it in the right one. <laughs> I feel like that's always concerns me. People are going to put it in the wrong one. The library's like, why did we get so many ballots? <laughs> Who do they vote for? Well, I guess, yeah, I guess, it's, I guess the library book drop is on the other side of the library, but uh, we still get people that try to put library books uh, in the okay. election drop box. So pay attention. It has yeah, a big old thing. Has, that says yeah, it. It, it's right on the side, election. Vote, yeah, drop your ballot here. So you can't, really, you can't miss it. It's really big, just outside yeah. the front doors. Yeah, I really like the Dropbox. I always forget to th- put things in the mail anyways. And you have to, do you have to stamp it to put it in the mail? If you take it to the post office, yes, it does have to have a stamp on it. But, but if, if you, you put, put it, it in the Dropbox, box, it does not have to have a stamp. So I think um, people are starting to get used, more used to this Dropbox idea, and it's being used more and more every year because it is, it is very convenient. Very handy. Cameron, you weren't with us, but Tisha and I, a couple years ago, went and visited Utah County and watched the process of how they did all of the vote by mail and verified the signatures. And there was a lot of cool stuff. Didn't you think so? Yeah, they had a lot of really great equipment, which is why we contract with Utah County every year to help us with our elections, because they have a lot more resources than than what we have. And when they're poll workers verify all the signatures. They're actually trained in in handwriting. So they're more easily able to verify those signatures. If um, just so people know too, if their signature doesn't match for some reason, they will be contacted by Utah County and they'll have a chance to come to Utah County offices and and kind of verify their identity and that that was their their ballot. Yeah, and they do it like they do a couple verifications. Like they have a machine that verifies. Like yeah, they're, they're pretty on top of it. And so. so yeah, sometimes we get the question of well, how how where do they have our signature? Where do they get our signature from? And they they use signatures mostly from your driver's license. That's kind of the first one that they look at. Also, if you registered to vote by mail, or if you registered to vote and sent in your form in the mail, that will have your signature on it as well. And so they'll scan that in. So anyway, there's like a couple different ways that they can verify your signature. All right. Great. Well, anything else that you'd like us to know about the elections? No, just I hope everybody I hope everybody can vote. Please, please, please vote. Hey, really important. I do have something else that Tisha and I talked about. Oh, okay. So I'm going to make sure because she told me to remember this one is about election day. 
if there's not machines, so if oh, you yes. have a vote by mail, right? I don't remember yes. quite what you were right. saying. Okay, so some people, and this was more common when we first started doing vote by mail, but I think we've done vote by mail for long enough that people are starting to get more used to it. But sometimes we'll have people that want to come in and actually vote on a machine on election day rather than mail in their ballot. And this year we won't have any machines on election day. So if you go to a vote center and try to vote, you'll get the exact same ballot and envelope that you received in the mail. So it's really no different. You'd be much better off and it's just much easier to just send in your your ballot. Plus, you don't have to wait in line. Which is always nice. Yeah. And another benefit, I think, too being able to vote by mail is that it gives you more time to research some of the issues and the candidates that are on the ballot. You know, you can kind of take your time going through things where if you're voting on election day, you're kind of rushed to go through all the issues and all the candidates. So, all right. So get out there and vote. Yes, please. Uh, November 2nd. Okay. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks Thanks. Tisha for being with us. We appreciate it. Thank you. All right, our final segment of the podcast, or we talk about anything that isn't uh, necessarily related to Lehigh, but uh, something that we find uh, interesting and we want to talk about. So I imagine, Melanie, this is where all those emails that we get from people asking us to do this more frequently than once a month is because of this section. (laughs) Yeah, they love it. The five people. (laughs) Well, I don't know about you, but it's been on my mind recently starting school, right? Because this week, kids started school. Was it last week or this week? It was last week. Man, it feels like a year. It feels like a year. <laughs> Getting my uh, kids up at in time to get to school by 8 in the morning. Not my favorite thing to do. Yeah. I mean, but, I don't have kids, but getting myself up in, in time to go to work at 8 in the morning is hard. Yeah, I hear that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm usually late. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah. school made me think about you know, what, what was school like, you know? Yeah. And so I, I don't know, on Monday I rode my bike uh, with my son and he loves to ride his bike to school. And just made me think about all the times that it, when I was a kid, I would ride my bike all across the town. I, probably as, even as a kindergartner, I was riding my bike because I had older brothers that would ride. And the school was across the town, a town, probably what <laughs> Lehigh was like 40 years ago, right? Where we've got like 1600 people in the community or whatever, but it wasn't that far. But Anyways, just some good memories, you know, yeah. with, with, with school starting and stuff. What, what was your first days of school like? Well, I always loved school, the first day of school. Not really the rest of it, but, you know, all the clothes. I thought I was cool. But my senior year, first day of school, this is so embarrassing. I thought I was cool. It was like senior year. I was in vocal ensemble. I thought I was the coolest person. We had a big school. We were 5A. Wow. And I... I was, we were on the fourth row and then for some reason my friends were like, let's go sit on the front row. And I'm like, no, but that we did. And the bell rang. So everyone was watching us and you know how they have those kind of stairs for choir rooms. Yep. Well, I was trying to hurry and sit down and I tripped and I went flying towards my friend, Mindy, who was at the exact same time pulling out her desk <laughs> and she hit me right in the face and I went <laughs> flying backwards and rolled under the piano. Oh, was, man. Yeah. Like in front of like a hundred students, that was my first day of senior year. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Wow, what an entrance. It that's, was, that's pretty amazing. it was, I, I was kind of proud of it. It was like that movie moment. You don't really think things like that happen, yeah. but they like do. Like your senior year, you finally arrived, right? Like you're the cool kid <laughs> and you, uh, you set that record straight. Yeah. Early on, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. They knew where I stood pretty fast. <laughs> 
that's, that's hilarious. I can't yeah. say that I've had uh, an experience like that on the first day of school, but you mentioned apparel and it made me think of this one, you know, you take a picture first day of school, your picture out there and like you, you go through these awkward phases mm -hmm. in junior high and stuff like that. So like you've got the, the smile that no matter what you try to do, it's awkward Yeah, and you know, the acne and stuff like that. Well, this year, probably in seventh or eighth grade, I can't remember what year it was, but I wore to school. My very first outfit that I picked to wear out was Fred Flintstone <laughs> full body <No. laughs> on the beach. Uh, and he had put his hands on his stomach. <laughs> and so he had, was sunburned everywhere, but had the hand prints <laughs> on his stomach. Yeah, that was uh, my that was my first day of school. Outfit. Yeah. So you were pretty cool, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah A trendsetter. Cool. Yeah, I was. I mean, who did not appreciate Fred Flintstone? Fred Flintstone. I mean, classic. 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 So. Well, I'm glad we are much cooler today. Yeah, definitely. Than we were cooler. Mm -hmm. So. All right, Lehi. Well, thanks for uh, joining us today. This has been fun talking about the new opening of the trail on Timpanogos Highway and then talking about the election. What more could be fun than election? Than an election. Always a good time. I mean, it's exciting. It's yeah. exciting. So get out there and study up your candidates and let's get let's get voting. So and then, of course, first day of school. Always yeah. a good time. Always. So fall's coming. Great time of year. Looking forward to it. Can't wait until uh, we we meet again next time. Yep. See ya.